afternoon. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle, where we've got another freezing cold night ahead. Here's the wrap on today's top stories in our region. It's Tuesday, November 28th. Starting with a new KUOW investigation. A man who's been teaching music in Kent schools was hired and kept on despite a history of sexual harassment allegations. That included a conviction against Kenny Polson in California that involved a 16-year-old student and being fired for sexual harassment in Portland. KUOW's Diana Opong led the investigation and found there are gaps in the background check process for teachers that move from state to state. Diana says parents and colleagues are wondering why Polson was hired. Many wondered, shouldn't Polson's conviction in Merced, California, have prevented him from being hired by the Kent School District or any school district for that matter? I talked to education lawyer Chris Williams, who says relying on background checks alone isn't enough. Right now, we rely on, you know, the state crime information system and the fingerprint database. OSPI and the legislature has tried to consolidate it to some extent, but there's still an issue of that non-conviction data where you may have 25 arrests in your history, but none of them resulted in a conviction. Now, that may cause some red flags for working with children. Dozens of parents and staff have petitioned the Kent School District to fire Polson. You can read the full story at KUOW.org. Well, Amazon's got its own rival to ChatGPT now. Amazon announced today it's launching a chatbot named Q. This one is a business chatbot, which companies can use to get artificial intelligence help based on their specific needs. It's more focused than the general AI on ChatGPT, Bing, and Google's Bard, but still could compete with them. Q is currently available for preview only, but it will be able to take in a company's data, customer and employee information, and then answer questions, generate blog posts for the company, and handle company communications. The November general election results are now official. County election officials certified the results today, one of the final steps in the election. In King County, turnout was 37 percent, which is one of the lowest ever for an off-year general election. Seattle City Council will get five new members in the new year. Rob Saka, Joy Hollingsworth, Maritza Rivera, Kathy Moore, and Bob Kettle. And in this low turnout year, every vote mattered. The winners of three Seattle races had leads of less than 500 votes. The saga in Burien has come to a conclusion. The city plans to set up its first tiny house village thanks to new money from King County. Casey Martin reports. It's been a long journey to get here, but this week the Burien City Council accepted a million dollars from the county to establish the shelter. The county first offered the money nearly six months ago. The site will have room for about 35 hut houses on pallets. This motion is a compromise. Councilmember Sidney Moore advocated for a low barrier shelter to get more people inside quickly. But other council members added rules, like prohibiting illegal drug use. In the spirit of compromising to find something that we can move forward with, I am willing to accept these terms. The council also decided that 90% of the villagers must be from Burien. 
It's a pilot program that will only last up to a year or when the million dollars from the county is gone. It's unclear how soon the huts will be built. Casey Martin, KUOW News. The trial of the three Tacoma police officers charged with killing Manny Ellis was delayed again today. KNKX reporter Jared Brown has this story. The court said the trial was on hold because a non-juror was sick. This latest delay means the court has lost three days of testimony in the past two weeks due to illnesses. When the trial resumes, a use-of-force expert is expected to take the stand. Attorneys for officers Matthew Collins, Christopher Burbank, and Timothy Rankin have said they expect to call at least one more witness, a toxicology analyst from the state crime lab, before their clients testify. Once the officer's attorneys rest, the prosecution may call rebuttal witnesses. Earlier in the trial, Judge Brian Shushkoff didn't allow state police academy trainers to testify. Instead, he left the door open for the trainers to testify if the officer's training turned into a dispute. I'm Jared Brown, reporting. The trial is expected to resume tomorrow. On the health beat, which is also the pollution beat today, it turns out breathing in highway exhaust leads to increased blood pressure, and that spike can last for up to 24 hours. That's according to a new University of Washington study. UW's Dr. Joel Kaufman led a team that compared the blood pressure levels of people breathing roadway air versus filtered air. We wanted to see if in a real-world setting we could isolate a blood pressure effect by taking healthy young people and driving them as passengers around Seattle highways during rush hour. And people's blood pressure went up by four to five points on average from breathing highway pollution. That's comparable to the effect of eating a high-sodium diet. The findings were published today in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Keeping tabs on these stories as well today. First, the Pac-12 is still the Pac-12 as far as who governs the conference. Today, the Washington State Supreme Court ruled to keep each of the schools as conference decision makers, rejecting a lower court's ruling from earlier this month that had given control to WSU and OSU. UW and nine other universities are leaving the Pac-12. This case will proceed in court next month. We got a couple of November cold fronts, and just like that, it is ski season again. Crystal Mountain just announced it will open Friday. Mission Ridge in Wenatchee just had its opening weekend. Stevens Pass and the Southern at Snoqualmie are still praying for snow. And a hero's thank you was extended to the captain and crew of Seattle's water taxi today. The King County Council officially honored them for their quick work to corral a giant runaway barge earlier this month. They nudged the barge away so it wouldn't crash into the waterfront until larger vessels were able to tow it. And that's a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. See ya!